Intro to the pod. Take one. Welcome, HTWOW listener. Thank you for choosing the August 2018 episode of High Tea with Old Waver. We'll get to the sweet jams and uh, the reminisces of a year of HTWOW and the uncorking of our HTWOW beer in just a few. But first of all, wanted to invite you to go to oldwaver.com if you're new to the podcast or if you've not listened to every episode to date. That's the perfect place to get caught up. Oldwaver.com. Click on podcasts at the top and you can uh, peruse the entire catalog, all 14 episodes now of the amazing podcast starring Toby Pipes. Hey, Toby. Thank you. And uh, also want to let you know that there is a new way for you to get a hold of us. Obviously, you know that you can uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Old Waver. He's at Toby Pipes. But you can also now email us. We have a show email. The show email is htwowpod at gmail.com. That's fancy. That's pretty easy, right? It's pretty fancy. H-T-W-O-W-P-O-D at gmail.com. Capitals? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just do whatever you feel like. Sure. Uh, but yes, if you want to email us, uh, show ideas, compliments, hate mail, uh, if you want us to uh, come DJ your party... If uh, you have suggestions about how we can make this podcast more listenable, or if you want us to just uh, quit while we're ahead and never do this again, the address again is htwowpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this year anniversary episode. Yep. Now. You say both weird. I know. People called me out on that when I filled in on the ticket that I say both with an L. You do. It's like a Canadian thing. Yeah, I'm real sorry about it. I brought you some cupcakes one time, remember? From Magnolia? Yes. Were Chip and Jojo there? Yes. No, they weren't there. (laughs) Remember we talked about it. Yeah. I wonder about your memory sometimes. I know, but I remembered after you said it. So yes, we are drinking uh, malt liquor. It's getting harder, it's a burning love And I just 
Episode number 14 of HTWOW. That stands for High Tea with Old Waver. It's the August 2018 episode. I am Dave Lane, also known as Old Waver. With me is Toby Pipes, also known as High Tea. And uh, we thank you for joining us for another odyssey of new and old music and beer and conversation. <laughs> If you uh, are just joining us, this is a, a song swap and a beer swap. We each bring three songs and we each bring a beer. I always get to go first. And uh, we are kicking off today with, I can't remember if I've done a Martin House before. I think I have. Uh, but Martin House out of Fort Worth. I saw this today at the beer store and it... It called out to me. So you've never been to the Martin House? No, I've never been to the Martin House. But I got a four-pack, because this bad boy is uh, 8.7. I got a four-pack of Magnolia Malt Liquor. Craft Malt Liquor. Do you think it has anything to do with the Magnolia Motor Lounge? I mean, I, I, I guess it has to do with Fort Worth because you can see there's a panther on the front for like Panther Island. Okay. And there's like the Fort Worth skyline there. Why, why is Panther Island called Panther Island? I have no idea. I'm not a Fort Worth guy. But uh, I do know that Martin House is a proud Fort Worth institution. And uh, I thought to myself, I've never seen a craft malt liquor before. Mm-hmm. And people always say our podcasts are better when I bring really strong beers and we get really lit. Is it a strong one? Yeah, I just said it's 8.7. I didn't hear you. I'm doing a lot of stuff over here getting yeah. us started, Dave. Yeah. You're, you're multitasking. I, yeah. I, I understand. I have a lot of things going on. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I don't, when was the last time you actually drank a malt liquor? I don't know. Isn't... Um... There's a what's that? What's the old malt liquor beer that used to like late '70s, early '80s? Is it Schlitz? Yeah, the the Schlitz malt liquor bowl. Yeah, that was the uh, Lando Calrissian uh, Billy D. Williams beer. Is that? Yeah. Are Are you sure? I think so. No, his was um. What was his? I don't think his was Schlitz. Oh, Colt 45. Colt 45, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, um, I, I don't know when the last time I've had a malt liquor, but I do know at a... Um, at hold, a hold on. Oh, wait. Let me pull this down. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. Man, pull that, run that again. Listen, is he slurring a little bit? He's just so cool that he can't even talk without slurring. We have some friends come over. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. He's I don't drunk. claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. 
but why take chances? <laughs> he is so lit. Yeah, he's he's there with a a hot honey on his uh, on his couch. Man, I love that Rhodes piano in the background. Yeah. It kind of sounds like that commercial could go right into the uh, the wine one with uh, the director guy. Uh, God, I have no idea. You talking about Orson Welles? Yeah. What's that one? We'll sell no wine before it's time. Yeah, but there's the drunk outtakes of him going, what does he do? <laughs> okay, well, let me pull this down. He doesn't do anything? No, it's a sidecar. Yeah, Rolling. 102, take two. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in a bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson. <laughs> 102, take three. Action, please. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Cut. Paul Masson. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> he's such a heavy breather. He's so fat at that point. Yeah, and you would think if he's a director, <laughs> he should really uh, be better at this. I'd like to see those two drink together. Well, I don't think that's possible since Orson's gone. Yeah, poor Orson. You know, um, what's his name's going to be in the new Star Wars? Billy D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did hear that. So I think um, I remember in Denton, pretty much everybody went through a Mickey's phase. <laughs> I went through a Mickey's phase at Sam Houston. That was one of Todd's favorite beers, the Big Green Mouth, right? Right, yeah, the squatty bottle with the Big Green Mouth. Mm -hmm. We also, uh, Little King's was a malt liquor. Did you ever drink Little King's? No, but Old English. It had a, like a cream. Old English 1800 or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. That was another one that was in the rotation. Mm. This is a little smoother than what I remember. Yeah, Mickey's was terrible. Right? I remember I'm a lot sure of, it is. I can't even few, tell you the last time I had one. A few headaches from Mickey's. Um, but, but, you know, when you're drinking on a budget, it's Boone's Farm or malt liquor. Right. Or Schlitz. My first, what I was going to say is, I don't remember the last time I've had malt liquor, but I remember the first time, <laughs> and it was at a, a track meet in Austin. And some of the members of the track team had Schlitz. And it tasted... For like post meat celebrations? No, I don't, I don't even think, I think it was one of those things, we were really young and the coach wanted to take us to the Austin Relays, so we weren't even in it, so we could, you know, we weren't worried about running or anything, but it tastes terrible. When's the last time you had a Slitz? I can't tell you. It's awful. But thumbs up to the, uh, the Martin House. Yeah, this is good. Magnolia malt liquor. You don't know it's malt liquor. Does it say it on there? No, that's oh. my phrase for it. I need to take my sweet koozie off. You so never I can get know. A good look at this. 
always have some magnolia malt liquor on hand because you never know when somebody might stop by. What's that accent? It's my drunk malt liquor guy. Oh, okay. I can't do a fake Billy D. Williams. I want to know if um, what the Panther connection with Fort Worth is. Well, maybe I'll Google it and I'll tell you. Yeah. Google it up in the break. Fort Worth Panther thing. Oh, you're going to do it now. Why not? Okay. When you typed in Panther Fort Worth, did it like right away knew, knew what you were talking about? Well, uh, NBC5 has a story that says um, it began as an insult from a Dallasite. In uh, 1875, Fort Worth was having economic problems, and it was a quiet, sleepy town. And a Dallas attorney who once lived in Fort Worth made the comment that Fort Worth was such a sleepy city that he saw a panther asleep in the middle of a downtown street. And so they then what? adopted it as a symbol of hope and strength <laughs> to turn it around on that They turned it around asshole. on him. What year was this? 1875. Okay, I was about to say, that sounds like an 1875 insult. Right. I... I was going to do an 1875 <laughs> accent, but I don't have one. Pretty lame origin story, but yes, it is Panther City. Panther City because of a Dallas lawyer. Yeah. Thanks, Yet though. again, they live in the shadow of Dallas. Wow. Speaking Still, of shadow. I like this beer, though, and I don't like malt liquor, but this is going to be a strong one, isn't it? Yep. Well, let's see how slurry we get after two of these. I want to get Colt 45 slurry. <laughs> I was trying to do a transition, but then you cut me off. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, speaking of shadow. You got it. You're already got a little something right there. I <laughs> speaking of shadow. Uh, that brings me to my first band. My first band's name is Shadow Party. You heard Man, of Shadow Party? You really tied that together. I know. It'd be better if it was Panther Party, but... Shadow Party. Yeah, it's Shadow Party. Um, that's another one I'm surprised that name hasn't been taken. Yeah. Um, and I don't really want to tell too much about it. I think there's plenty of discussion that we can have after the fact. Mm-hmm. But I talked to you as we were setting up the equipment uh-huh. and uh, loading in songs for the podcast. Yes. And I couldn't decide between two songs off of this Shadow Party record and I said that one kind of sounds like Heaven 17 which you played Heaven 17 on last month's pod yeah the theme and uh, the other one kind of sounds like electronic okay um, and it's super gay see I thought you were saying you had two different bands you were picking between no, I didn't know no. You, it's the same band same band two different songs two different, songs. Two different vibes and I said that I was leaning against the one that sounds like electronic. Speaking of the uh, Johnny Marr, Bernard Sumner yeah. supergroup, I was leaning against that one because I thought maybe it was too gay. And then you told me about your theme yeah. for this episode. Do you, we... do you want to clue people into that? Or sure. do you want to save that? Yeah, I don't think anything is a surprise when we do the theme thing. Okay. So who is the subject? And I guess people might be tipped off by the opening song. Yeah, that's But who is the subject of your theme this month? It's Vince Clark. 
Do you remember the Just Can't Get Enough video? I don't. And you know what? I don't I barely remember that version of Just Can't Get Enough because yeah. I I'm so accustomed to hearing the the single version, the catching up with Depeche Mode version. Right. Oh, does that start right off with the ding? Yeah. Ding, okay. Yeah. And it's and it's I think it's cranked up a couple BPM from Probably. from that one. Yeah, that's got a great uh, the intro of just that sweet drum machine. But in the video, you know, Vince Clark always in the early Depeche Mode pictures and videos, he looks like the mean guy. Did you not ever notice that he looks kind of like the bad guy in like a Lethal Weapon movie? Yeah, he does have kind of that steely cheekbone thing and the high and tight haircut. Yeah, and the leather coat, and he just didn't look as friendly as the other Depeche Mode guys but then you know anytime you see an interview with him he's he still looks mean right but he's a nice nice guy and he was only on speak and spell right yeah he um he left because things things started moving too quickly okay so we'll <laughs> say we'll, we'll get we'll, into we'll table later. this we'll we'll talk more Vince Clark later but uh just to let you know that that tipped the scales and uh this band well, hey, are they new yeah, the okay. Shadow Party is a new band, but they have a very interesting pedigree. They are a super group of sorts, and I will get into all that after we play the tune. But the first tune on the August episode of HT Wow is from Shadow Party's debut record, and it's called Present Tense.
Shadow party, bro. That's good. Am I, is it the... How, how many... Why, is, why were you calling it a super group? Uh, because there are members from four very important groups. Like older groups or groups that are important right now? Older groups. Oh. The guys... But, it, but it's, a tr- it's kind of a trick question or a trick clue because they are latter-day additions to important groups that's weird the 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 guy's voice sounded really familiar when he came in who's that uh well i don't know how they split up the singing duties so i can't tell you definitively oh well who's in it okay so uh shadow party is comprised of devo members new order members as well as guests from uh, the Verve's guitarist Nick McCabe and uh, vocalist Denise Johnson. Yeah, who is she? From uh, Primal Scream. Okay. Golly. And so, yeah, so uh, the Devo half of Shadow Party is uh, guitarist, keyboardist Josh Hager. Mm-hmm. And then uh, former Devo drummer Joff... <laughs> Joff... <laughs> former Devo drummer Jeff Friedel. <laughs> if so, he's in Devo, he might be Joff. Yeah, so Jeff Friedel was in Devo from 08 to 14. Oh, so he was, okay. Uh, Josh Hager is currently in Devo. He joined, I guess, in 14. So he replaced... Uh, the dude who passed away? Yeah, wasn't yeah. he the guitar player guy? I think so. I don't know. It doesn't. It's, it's hard. And then the uh, the New Order half are uh, Tom Chapman and Phil Cunningham. So Tom Chapman is the is the fake Peter Hook. Uh huh. And then Phil Cunningham is the second guitar player. Oh, so these are all just kind of except for the Primal Screen Girl, they're just kind of extra dudes. Yeah, they're they're the young kids from Devo and New Order. Well, it's cool. Yeah, so uh, what had happened was... What had happened was... What had, had happened was that uh, Tom Chapman um, had to move to Boston. So he you know, was living in the UK, and he had to move to Boston. I think he married an American chick or something. And so he moved to Boston, and he was feeling really out of sorts, like he didn't have anybody to play with, and you know he wanted some kind of musical connection mm-hmm. and somebody told him that he needed to get in touch with Josh Hager because he I guess he lives in Boston as well and he had no friends as well well I guess Josh Hager had friends but anyway so uh, so Tom Chapman uh, reached out got in touch with got in touch with Josh Hager and then uh, he said he had to be brave and knock on his door and so he met him first time they'd ever met he went over to josh's house and they kind of jammed for a little bit wrote some stuff and then they were like yeah we should do this again and then next thing next thing you know they put together a band and they put together a record and called it shadow party they they called it shadow party and they just put out their uh, first record last month are they on a label they're on mute you're kidding me no so they just met up and they get to be on mute yeah, well, because you know, they play in New Order and Devo. Yeah, when you are coattailing off of New Order and Devo, you can get signed to mute for your first record. But you and liked you it, right? You get to call up the Primal Scream girl and. Yeah, yeah, she she's only on a handful of songs, but yeah, you can just call up the Primal Scream girl and have her sing lead. 
you know, there's... You, how do you come across the Shadow Party? Uh, I, th well, I saw stuff about it, and then, uh, every Friday, you know, used to, new music would come out on Mondays, right? Or was new, it Tuesdays? New Music Monday? Yeah, I think it was New Music Monday. But now new stuff comes out on Friday. And so I'm all, I always check my Apple Music. How do you, is that even still a thing? Like there's an actual day? Where yeah, yeah, new releases come out on Friday. And weird. so I, uh, I saw it pop up last month and I downloaded it and I liked it. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna play it on the pod. Did you like it? So yeah, I, I mean, I'll definitely play you the other tune, the, the runner up tune that uh, I almost played. In the late night sessions? Yeah, in the late night sessions. Which, by the way, if you would like to get a copy of one of the episodes of the late night sessions, it's on the dark, dark web. Right. Like, you probably have to donate a kidney in order to hear the late night. At least a kidney. But yeah, uh, Shadow Party's pretty good, I think. It is good. Um... I love that you know new stuff, Dave. Well, you know. You're just... You I, know, I like to stay plugged in. You do, and I don't know how you do it, but you you do it. There's just there's a lot more stuff nowadays than there used to be. And I'm just going to play old stuff. Well, that's what you're here for. That's what know. everybody expects from you. Should we... Um, uh, we're drinking your beer. Should we get into the super exciting... That our beer is done, or should we wait till after the next song before we? Let, yeah, let's get into that after the next song because I want you to kind of um, give us the thirty-second backstory on Vince Clark and how he came to be in Depeche Mode and came to leave Depeche Mode. Well, you know, they're all. Uh, um, how do you say that? Is it Basildon? Oh, where they're from? Yeah, they're basically from Essex, but I think it's all around this town called Basildon. And I don't think that they live too far from each other at all, but all these massive groups popped out of these, like, of sort of like the suburbs. Did they all go to art school? It seems like... It didn't mention art school thing, but I think here's the... You know why you're always like, I wonder what Andy Fletcher's deal is. But I think he knew Vince Clark first and introduced Vince Clark to Martin Gore. And they so th then he got to be in the band forever? Yeah, like I think he's the friend guy that kind of knows everybody. He's the glue. Yeah, and, um, and they were in a band. I forget what the name of it is now. Uh, it was something weird. French something. But... Um, then uh, they saw uh, David Gahan singing um, some David Bowie song, like Heroes or something somewhere. And so they found their singer. And then Depeche Mode started. Right, and on that first record, he and Martin Gore kind of split the songwriting duty. Is that correct? Think, no, I or think is it that all Vince, Vince Clark, Clark was, the, was the main guy. Okay. I think everybody else kind of did what Vince said. And Martin Gore wrote, we were talking about this earlier, I think it's Torah, 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 which is a great song, and uh, a song called Big Muff, which I think is just an instrumental. Yeah. Which makes sense that, you know, that's what Martin Gore would do. But um, he only lasted one record. He started the whole thing and then moved on, which 
Vince Clark over the years keeps moving on. And then at the very end, uh, Martin Gore and Vince made a record together. Did you listen to any yeah, of that? Yeah, v- the VCMG thing. It's not bad. No, I mean, it's all instrumental. Yeah. I, I was hoping for more pop and it was a little bit more avant-garde. Yeah. And we've all we've always said it would be cool, and I still think that this might happen someday, that the four original guys, who are all still alive and still doing big things, sure would be cool if the four original Depeche Mode was Alan Wilder in the beginning, or he came on after Vince Clark. Yeah, Alan Wilder came on right after Vince Clark, and a lot of people think that's the best lineup, right? The Alan Wilder version. The yeah. Alan Wilder one. Yeah, and Alan Wilder left. Like songs of faith and devotion, right? Yeah. Let's play a very early Depeche Mode song. The live version of this song is on a 12-inch that I can't remember. I'll go look it up while while we're playing this. But I love, I think Tora 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 was on it. Uh, photographic and one other one was the B-side of a, you know, one of the Depeche Mode 12-inches. That Maybe left. See You? You think that was Or it? New Life, one of the two? You know, it might have been New Life, but uh, I love the live version, but here is the speak and spell version, and it's called Photographic. On HTWOW.
What does that go into? Um, no. No, let's let it play. Oh, this is Torah, Torah, Torah. Should we let it play for a second? Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> It's great, right? I love that. I mean, that. we should just stop talking and yeah, just, just play the play rest of Speak and Spell. I know. It sure would be better if that's what we did. Um, do you love the photographic? That's a great tune. I know. Isn't it great? Yeah. It's, that's an underrated Depeche Mode tune. Yeah. And the live version's on uh, Loving Itself, the 12-inch, you said? You, we were uh, looking at it. Yeah, I think so. As best I can tell, anyway. Yeah. And I think I, rem- I remember that one. Man, that one lasts forever. Uh, and that's a great yeah one. I do have I have a bootleg at home mm-hmm. I wish I knew you were doing this because I would have brought it we could have played it on the late night I think uh, I think I have it the the 1984 Hamburg concert the live bootleg oh you have the whole thing yeah okay yeah no, I have, I just I have, like, have a, the... like a vinyl repressing of yeah. it I have the 12 inch of that but I don't have the whole thing and I think that they didn't they film that as yeah, well? yeah yeah it was like a concert film yeah so good um, so you said that uh, the reason for Vince's departure was that Depeche Mode got too big too fast. Yeah, things got too popular for him. Like which, he he just wanted to make indie keyboard music. He didn't want to be a pop star. I guess so. You know, these are all they, just things they, that because they written. ended up on like top of the pops and they well, they blew up. Yeah, quick, right away, quickly, and they had the cool thing of like all their early. Uh, like if, if they're in Germany playing somewhere, they would close up in on the tape machine that had the drums on it, which I think is cool. They focus in on the drum machine and then zoom out and then you see the band playing. And a lot of times on the early uh, concerts of them playing in clubs, they didn't have their keyboard stand, so they'd be like on milk crates or whatever. A little low budget? Yeah, it was definitely low budget, but Vince had the good keyboards. And he, he knew how to program them and stuff. So so was it just uh, like he felt like he didn't want to write pop songs or he just didn't want to be in the public eye? I th- You know, I think he was just young and was like, this is moving too fast. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it is weird, especially since, and we'll get into this later, that he has such a Midas touch. Like everything that he does blows up and gets huge yeah i mean there's a few there's a few fails did you know about a band called the assembly no yeah it didn't go over and then uh, this is before he find he found um uh andy bell i think oh so it was after allison moyer yeah i think it was after yeah so that uh, but we'll get to yaz next okay but um what do you want to talk about? I mean, we're already drinking your brew. Yes, your 16 uh, by the point by, beer. Malt <laughs> well, liquor. now, now two of them. It is sixteen percent. I feel like, I feel like uh, uh, these. Uh, this second uh, magnolia malt liquor just came out of the freezer, and it's it's almost slushy consistency. Uh, but coming up after this beer and after my next song, we are going to have the uh, maiden voyage the the first tasting Did you save that? 
<laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I, you did. You didn't I actually, just think I, of that right there. No, I actually didn't mean to. But yes, it is the maiden voyage of the Yacht Rock Saison. That's why you're a professional. From HT Wow Brewing. I don't deserve to be on this with you. It's true. Yes, so uh, if you've been following the podcast for the last two months, uh, after the June podcast, we brewed a beer, a Saison, and uh, we were going to maybe have it last month, but it wasn't quite ready. But now it's ready, right? Yeah, and one of our readers made a label. Yes, we need to thank Toledo. Toledo. A good HT Wow listener who took it upon himself to create the... From Yacht Rock Saison label. From Waco, Austin. I don't know. Kelly. At at Tell Stevens on the Twitter. Yeah. That's so good. yeah. Uh, congratulate him on his fine work and then you can follow me at, at Old Waver and you can follow Toby at, at Toby Pipes. It does look good on the bottle. It's a blue Grolsch bottle, so it looks good on there. Yeah, and so we kind of faked it for the picture, but if you uh if you go to oldwaver.com or if you go to SoundCloud and you look at the link, you can see uh, the picture. Well, we have to see if it's a complete failure before we get a printer for our... Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to start mass producing this just yet, but you we don't are... You know. We are going to uh, taste it coming up in uh, just a minute. I mean, we did make the Saison just because it was the only kit that I had. No, you had a couple other things, and we chose the Saison. What else did I have? I don't know. A malt, well, I mean, we, a have malt to start, we have to start the new one, so it'll be ready by Christmas. <laughs> Jesus. It takes forever. Yeah. Uh, we're, our production timeline is a bit extended. I know. We should we're, have, we're not going to uh, make very much money. After I bottled, we should have really started the new one right then. But what can we do? Yeah, you know. You're so busy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you did go on a vacation. Where'd I know. Go? Yeah, yeah. We need to talk about that. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, you want to play another song? Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to play another song. Okay. Next, we'll talk about our beer, and then later we can talk about our summer vacations because the kids just went back to school, and we both had kind of a a last ditch effort to save summer. <laughs> A last hurrah. Yes, um, but the 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 next song I'm gonna play. <laughs> golly! Hey, you're the one that brought this. Golly, stuff. Martin House. Man, <laughs> man, I, um, I totally get why Colt Forty Five was doing this. To right us. now, the Billy D slurring totally makes totally sense. makes sense. Um, he was just in the room. No, the Reiki. next is all malt liquor. This strong? Is it pretty strong? Yeah, I know Mickey's was. Mickey's yeah. is strong. Well, that's 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 the reason why it's uh, targeted at uh, Wait. urban youth and uh, poor college students because it's strong and it'll get you fucked up for cheap. Urban youth and college students. Uh huh. People with no money that like to get fucked up. Mm. You're the, you're, the one, you're the one that said that you have to d- smoke cools when you drink hey, malt Hey, I liquor. like cools. I don't even know what you're, why that means You're the any- racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh. So the next song that I want to play is uh, from a band called Wild Nothing. And I think uh, I maybe have played some of this for you. I know the Wild Nothings. At some points. I do I do like the Wild Nothings. Is this brand new? This is brand new. But this is uh, their fourth 
full-length record. They have a couple of EPs in there. Um, but the uh, fourth record is entitled Indigo, and it comes out on the 31st of August. So hopefully this podcast will come out before Indigo comes out. You never Wait, know. When does it come out? August 31st, the last day of the month. Yeah, it'll come out. It'll come out before that. Yeah. Okay. Usually we publish our our podcast with two days left in the month. But that's a, that's okay. Yeah, it, we get it in under the wire. Yeah. But um, so Wild Nothing is a dude basically from West Virginia. Um, You're kidding. No, I am not kidding. I thought that they were man. His name is Jack Tatum, and he started Wild Nothing in his uh, dorm room at uh, West Virginia. He went to University of West Virginia. What's what's their mascot? Uh, they're the Mountaineers mm-hmm. in, in Blacksburg. Um, is that... Is have, you, that have you been there? Or wait, no. Blacksburg is... Um, that's Virginia Tech. Sorry. Not West Virginia. Virginia Tech. Sports! Sorry. So Jack Tatum went to Virginia Tech, and he started... Uh, Wild Nothing in his dorm room, and so the first record that he did... You know, did, a lot of good things start in dorm rooms. It's true. For people starting school this year, which is what's happening, um, start recording in your dorm room. I sure. Think the, the, didn't the Beastie Boys start in what's-his-name's dorm room? The uh, producer guy? Oh, gosh, yeah, what's-his-name? Uh, long hair, beard guy. Uh, Rick Rubin? Yeah, didn't it start in NYU... Um, dorm room the I whole w- record label everything i would look it up but nah, i'm tired of looking I, I think things we're up. okay we're fine so the first record gemini was totally self-recorded in his dorm room uh he's put out two since then nocturne and life of pause both great and the new one indigo is uh an even i guess further departure for him he keeps on adding layers and textures to his sound as he's maturing as an artist and also getting more comfortable in the studio. Did he graduate college? I don't know if he did, but, uh, you know, I mean, he's doing music full-time. He has a full-time band. Uh, I think he still does most everything in the studio, but he does have a full touring band. They're one of those bands that uh, I've not seen yet that I I really want to see. I was just about to ask you. Yeah, they're they're on my list of bands that I uh, really want to see that I've not yet. But the reason that I wanted to play this next song is that it has a very Yacht Rocky feel. Oh, we're about to get into that. Yeah, and so I thought it would be a a great way for us to kind of uh, leave the port and sail on to that maiden voyage (laughs) of the Yacht Rock Saison. You might be pushing it now. Yeah, I'm I'm bending over backwards. (laughs) Um, But yes, so this is the brand new Wild Nothing. It is called Partners in Motion on high tea with old waiver hashtag hdl
Very cool. How's that strike you? I like that. Like a little yacht saying, rocky, right? Yeah. Like Especially the saying, sax solo at the end. He's kind of the um, American Tame Impala. Yeah, he's got um, definitely some uh, psychedelic textures in there. I like it. Yeah. I like what he's done there. Wild Nothing is one of my, um, I don't know, my my clicks to pick, my uh, my pet bands of the, of the last ten years. Is that the name of your, years. your vlog? No. Dave Lane's clicks to pick? <laughs> no. Yeah, so Gemini came out in 2010. So yeah, he's been going for about eight years now. And uh, I've, I've loved him from the get-go. So what do you do if you're if you're this guy's uh, dorm if you're his roommate and you come home every day and you're just like sweet man you're just you're just doing tunes all day and they sound awesome. Well, I mean, maybe his roommate wasn't into his <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. Like, yeah, you're, like this course, crap's going nowhere. Of course, his roommate's like really into right Florida Georgia line. Yeah, and it's like, dude. This music, no one's gonna like this. It's just beating him down all day. But hey, that's like my college roommate. If he wanted me to leave, all he had to do was put on Ten Thousand Maniacs. Is this your first year of college? Yeah, my freshman year. Were you in Kerr Hall? I was in Kerr Hall. Yes. At North Texas. I mean, it was a it was a good friend of mine. The 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 other Craig. The other Craig. But uh, yeah. He knew that if he ever wanted me to leave, that he just needed to put on anything with Natalie Merchant. Why did he want you to leave? If he just wanted uh, some alone time. If he was tired of, of Dave. It happens. People get tired of Dave. He needed some Craig time? Yeah. So I was... Natalie Merchant was my kryptonite. It still is. Sort of gross. What you're talking about. Yeah. So So that's the wild nothing story I wanted to tell you. Well, I think it's cool. I uh Does it get you ready to drink some yacht rock? It does. Uh, by the way, before we so I guess we can crack the Saisons after your next tune and so before you start setting up the transition from Depeche Mode to Yaz or Yazoo as it were. What is the deal with that? Do you know the backstory of the Yaz Yazoo thing? I, it's Yazoo in the uh, UK and Europe and it's Yaz in the US and I don't know why. Because surely there wasn't a Yazoo in America. Yeah, I have no idea. I'll look that up. Man, you're just looking stuff I'm, up. I'm looking lots of stuff up. <laughs> Did you get the thing in your feed about our anniversary? Our HD Wow's anniversary? This is it. Yes, this is the one year. This is the one year anniversary. You, I can't believe you didn't say it at the top. I'm not hurt. <sighs> yeah, it's I know. It's not like I'm. I know. Like I can't I'm remember hurt. everything. You can't expect me to do everything. It's not like I'm really hurt. I'm just a little hurt. But yes, if you have been with us for the entire calendar year, we were such babies. Yes, we began in August of 2017, and here we are, 13 podcasts later, wow. with the one bonus one mixed in there. Do you remember the old studio room? It was, I know, it was, it was right like across five, the hall. Five feet that way. Yeah, before your master bathroom flooded yeah. and pushed us into this room. And now we're in this room, and it's all fixed now, and we're too lazy to move it back. That's okay. This one's fine. It's totally fine. 
But yes, thank you if you are an HTWOW uh, P1 Day 1, if you've been with us since last August. Full year! God bless you. What do you get for a year? Is that like a cardboard? That's paper. Thing? Is it just paper? Yeah, so I brought the the uh, color printer labels for our HTWOW beer. Oh, man, we're about to do that. We have to video it so people yeah. can see the gold. Yeah, we will have to video that. So we'll do that next, after this next song. But why don't you set up the, the Yaz thing? So how did Vince is Clark... Is it Yaz next or is it you? No, it's you. I just did Wild Nothing. Now it's you. We're having uh, malt liquor brain, but yes, it's no, your you're turn. you're totally right. And so, how did Vince Clark, how long between his departure after uh, Speak and Spell did it take for him to find Alison find Moyer. Moyer and create Yaz? You know, I don't know the whole story behind that, but I know that, um, I mean, it wasn't long. I mean, he moves. It goes quick. I don't know how he writes all these songs, but... Um, and you and me both was the first one, right? I think so. You want me to look real quick? I mean, upstairs. I'm gonna play a song off of "Upstairs at Eric's," which is the, it's the Yaz Yazoo. Right. right. Wouldn't yes. Wouldn't you say? Yes. And I was gonna play "Mr. Blue," off of "You and Me Both." Oh also, no! Upstairs at Eric's was first. Yeah, Upstairs then, at Eric's was '82, and You and Me Both was '83. Yeah, and then I think he called it after that. Yeah, just two records. Kind of turns out she wrote half the songs on You and Me Both. I think that's around the time where Vince kind of goes, "You know what? I'm done." <laughs> you know what? You can <laughs> you write half what? the that's songs because I don't that's care. Good. You're writing songs now. That's great. Uh, I'm. I'm already. Out. I'm already one foot out the door. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was going to play Mr. Blue. I love that song, but it's a little slow, but it doesn't make sense what I'm going to play now. Yeah, so Wiki, <laughs> Wiki says, the duo split acrimoniously in May 1983. Due to a combination of Clark's reluctance to make more records under the Yazoo name, a clash of personalities, and a lack of communication between the pair. Yeah, which means she started writing some stuff and he wasn't into it. Don't you think that's what that... Probably yes. Probably, but Mr. Oh, okay. Blue was and great. Uh, and Yaz uh, or Yazoo was known as Yaz in North America for legal reasons involving Yazoo Records. There was hmm. a record label called Yazoo. Okay. And um, but that record is good, and we um, finally we I'm realized. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Oh, Blind Lemon Jefferson was on Yazoo Records. Evidently, it was a oh, kind of a, an old, kind uh, of a legacy. I see. Kind of a legacy uh, label from way back in the day. All right, that makes. I sense. guess. Um, Founded in the mid '60s, still, specializing in American blues. Still a good record, though. And we remembered uh, when we were looking through these that you got me this record when you were in the UK. Oh yeah, yeah, the you and me both. Because I think you have two I copies. Had two versions. You have two copies of that one. But I yes, think I gave you the other one I had. Yeah, maybe so. But uh, yeah, like 10 years ago when I went to the UK and I went record shopping, I don't know why, but I saw this one, you and me both, with the with Yazoo, you know, UK pressing. You say just, both weird. I know. People called me out on that when I filled in on the ticket that I say both with an L. You do. It's like a Canadian thing. Yeah, I'm real sorry about it. But, um, but yeah, I saw it in a, uh, a record store in Edinburgh. And I think I bought that and maybe a Cocteau Twins record. 
And I don't, I don't know why I bought you stuff. Well, man, I got to tell you, that Mr. The, or the You and Me Both record, I put it on a second ago. It has never been on a player before. Right, because the hole was super the, tight. Yeah, it's super tight. You got to work it in there. But it is a good record. I don't mean to uh, say that it isn't good. It's great. But no, we but, also but went the, through the, the hits. do you play the hits off of Upstairs at Eric's. You know, there's that cool uh, half-body uh mannequin dudes playing cards on the cover right everyone knows that if you're into synth music in the 80s you know the upstairs at eric's cover everyone knows right and uh, i don't know if people are listening to this pod from all different backgrounds and so maybe they are yaz super fans and anything that we play they're oh yeah i know that whatever bro well that was the other thing we were going to play the hits that's what i was gonna do i was gonna play either don't go situation or uh, Marissa's favorite song, Only You, which is a lot of people's favorite song. Right. Probably only, the biggest one off of it. And Only You has had a resurgence because it's been on like some TV shows lately, I think. Right. But Situation is by far the jam of that record. But you decided to... A lot of dance club versions of that that went on forever. Right. Yeah, um, there's definitely plenty of 10-minute versions of Situation. Love the echo uh, on the keyboard thing. that. But you decided to go for a deep cut, or a deep-ish cut. It doesn't last long, so if you hate it, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called In My Room, Yaz or Yazoo, off of uh, their best record, Upstairs at Eric's. Are you going to tag it with one of your... Right now. On HT. Wow, 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 wow. Sweet. Who do you think is it? Who do you think is it? I think I see a I can't quite make I stand alone and watch the clock I only wait for it to stop What is you? And in the room, locked up inside me The cut-out magazines remind me I sit and wait alone I will be done Isn't heaven. 
That was it. You know, there was a lot of. Um, I'm sure your parents loved that. Oh man, there were. I was about to say there were many times that uh, my folks were probably listening outside of the room, going, "What is happening in there?" Um, but there was a lot of, uh, you know, less than zero moments with sheets hanging by windows, with your friends sitting in some weird apartment. While that song, because it's the end of side one. Right. And that's just, then it's just skipping on the end of the record because people forget to turn the record over. In My Room was a big one. Did you ever, uh, when did you come across Upstairs at Eric's? Oh, gosh. I mean, much later. After, after I was introduced to Depeche Mode and then went back and found it. Okay. And, of course, knew all of the situation and don't go from just clubs the the, the 12 inches and stuff yeah and only you and all that that was they were huge yeah but um yeah does that feel like something you might revisit yeah i need to because again i don't it's one of those that i don't listen to front to back front to cover but also another depeche mode thing on this which seems to be around all of the 80s if you want your record to be cool, you want Daniel Miller to have something to do with it. Who was he? He was on a lot of the early Depeche Mode stuff, and for some reason, this guy is always just in the studio when there's a cool record going on. Daniel Miller's around. Like it says, additional production and noises. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But that's also what it says. Uh, vocals and piano, Allison Moyer... And all Vince Clark credited himself for on the record was noises. Which I guess means synthesizers. But yeah. Or talking. 
or talking upstairs at Eric's. Um, I mean, you would write, what would you, upstairs at Eric's, uh, top 10 of the 80s? Best it's records? Up, it's, of- it's up there, it's, especially as far as just seminal essential yeah. records. I mean, that's around the time you got to think Depeche Mode is doing great around this time. And then they're looking at Vince going, Jesus, are we all just basled in what's in the water? Most importantly, though, before we played that song, or I guess during that song, we cracked we did. the HT Wow beer. It's, tell me this didn't turn out good. It's, it definitely turned out good. This is amazing. And super frothy. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. Yeah, you... Um, Was it worth the wait? It was worth the wait. Look at that. You can see through it. Yeah, it's got great color. It had great head when we poured it. Uh, you, um, I think I got a hold of it now. Yeah. I think you are a pro. I think I owe you a debt because you did most of the work on this thing. And if you would like to purchase a bottle of H2L Saison... <laughs> There's only three left and they're $100 <laughs> It took three months to make, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's all we have left. Um, and we'll probably drink those tonight. This is well, great, we'll, right? We'll, we'll at least drink one more each, so there'll be one left. Oh, do you want me to tell you the the uh, alcohol content and all the? Yeah, well, yeah. You um, you have like the the full sheet of all of the specs mm-hmm. on this beer. So what, well, what's up? This is a four point five. It's not bad. Sure. I, I still not kinda, quite sessionable, but still not crazy. But you know my goal. I want to go less. So four point five is a little higher than I wanted alcohol content. I want to go to about four. But what can you do? You saw when it was we have videos of the fermentation. Right. It was just but there's nothing we could do. The yeast was going crazy. It tastes great. Um so 4.5 and it's probably about 155 calories a brew. It's okay. I'll, I'll start my diet tomorrow. I'm guessing your uh, Magnolia Panther malt oh, liquor. Who, who knows how many calories were in that thing? Well, if it's eight, whatever, it's... Well, let's look. I have a can right here. Do you think it says it or they're hiding it? Does it say calories on there? Golly, 8.7. Jesus. Yeah, we're wasted already. Um, no, they hid that. Doesn't matter. 8.7. You know, more calories, more... You know how it goes. Yeah, more fun. Yeah, so... You know, higher alcohol means more calories. That's the whole deal. Well, I think that we crushed it, and uh, kudos to you for all your hard work. Thank you. Um, Did you just belch? Oh, God. It's kind of carbonated, Mm. isn't it? Um, I can't stop drinking it. Um, So, we've made this one. This is the Yacht Rock. We need to remember, I still have the box. This is the Saison, Yacht Rock Saison. We can easily remake this. But what what would you like to do next? I don't know. I mean, if it's like going to be ready around American lager, if it's going to be ready around Christmas, um, well, no, I, I, I exaggerate it. We can be ready by October. Okay, well, maybe an Oktoberfest. What is 
does that mean? I don't know. Like, I we know have, what October We have plenty of time to research it and learn. Okay. So let's, uh, you know, that's what we should do. Let's order the, let's order a fresh kit. Okay. And then around Christmas, let's just make a super light American lager. You're looking at me weird. Uh, uh, you are the brains behind this operation. I'm not. I'm just here to, to hold your hose. It is good though, isn't it? It totally is good. worked out. It's great. Man, we're probably gonna throw up later because of <laughs> whatever was in the bottle. Uh huh. Yeah, know. I'm sure there's some bacteria that got in there somewhere. If we do get sick from this, we will put a post up. Okay. But it tastes fresh. Do you want to give me that um, that cord real fast? Oh yeah, you have a thing. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah. Hold on, let me make sure it's not going to make a noise. Are you there? I'm here. Hello. All right, we're set up now. Now you have your thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so now it's my turn uh, as we segue from awesome. HTWOW beer awesomeness to my guilty pleasure. And, um, I mean, my first two have been pretty guilty, but this one, it's... Um, it's interesting because it's very, uh, it's a 90s throwback, and it's also very uh, Brit poppy, anthemic. Uh, Wait, put, when you're put your phones a, in the air. When you're saying it's a 90s throwback, it's from the 90s? It's a new song by a 90s band. Oh, I see. Okay. This is uh, a song entitled Life is Golden by the band Suede. You may know them as the London Suede. So the, I, I did hear that they had a new... This is new. Yes. They have a new album entitled The Blue Hour that will be out on September 21st. And I guess this is the third single that they've released. It's the first one I've heard. The third single off their new thing? Yeah. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. They put uh, a, a song called The Invisibles in, uh, out in June... They put a song out in July called "Don't Be Afraid If Nobody Loves You." How's the singer look? He was always. I don't know. I haven't. I, I haven't seen pictures of them currently. He's. A I haven't seen man. anything. Yes. Um, but uh, this latest song is uh, entitled "Life Is Golden," and it's um, like I said, super anthemic, maybe uh, borderline cheesy, but. Um, that's I, I don't mind that from it. Like Suede and Pulp has a they have a pass, yeah, right? I think well, so. Are you on your right volume? I think so. Yeah. You Remember wanna roll we it? Went, we, we went like at eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm good to go. No, you're good. You okay. can play it whenever you want. Alright, let's let's play this. Life is golden by Suede. Same song. 
so sweet. Right? I mean... So Brett Anderson is the, the singer. Yes. And Richard Oakes is the guitarist, right? Yeah, and I think that the... Hasn't the main band pretty much... They've all kind of stayed together. Yeah, I think it's all still the original dudes. Yeah, I... Man... Uh, well, Bernard Butler, I guess, was very early, and then he was uh, replaced by Richard Oakes. Oh, okay. Bernard Butler, he's the main guy. Right. Um, he was a big deal. But remember, he had that really cool solo record. Did you ever get that? Bernard Butler, no. It's yeah, really Yeah, he was good. only on the first two records. That sounds like a old vintage suede. Right. It, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like a, a Britpop anthem from 1998 which makes me love it yeah no it's really good that's cool um so we wanted to man, i'd bef- like to see them have you uh, i've never seen suede i've never seen, never suede, seen suede i've always been a fan i love that uh what was the record um there you know there's of course the record where it looks like you can't tell if it's two boys or two girls on the album cover the, the self-titled one, the first one. Yeah, that one was really good. But then there's the one with the headphones. Um, probably like 1995. Uh, head music. Yeah, head music was great. That was too. 99. That was 99. Yeah, they swayed. The self-titled was 93. Dogman Star was 94. Right, Dogman Star. We started off. Uh, I'll cut this out. But um, we started off every show with, uh, we walked out to Dogman Star. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, we probably... Yeah, so after Dogman Star was coming up and then head music. And that was kind of their heyday. They had a new, a new morning in 2002. Then they kind of broke up until 2013. They had Blood Sports, Night Thoughts in 2016, and The Blue Hour now in 2018 yeah after head music i think i was uh i got lost so it was those three records the 90s records right yeah that Which, was you know that makes sense but that man that, was that their sounds thing. like from back then that could have easily been on that uh head music record yeah um that's great cool yeah i knew you'd love it and uh and the video is super cool uh i'll probably end up posting it at some point but it's all like. Uh, did he get real fat? <laughs> no, it has, the doesn't. Singer, or it does doesn't he have look the, exactly the same. It doesn't have the band in it at all. It's. Um, I'm just kidding. Of course, he didn't get real fat. That guy. Yeah, he's got good genes. Yeah. But no, it's uh, the video is all drone footage uh, from Chernobyl. Of course. You know, so it's like all of the uh, abandoned buildings and parks and. Yeah. Stuff, uh, you know, from the the nuclear disaster in Chernobyl in Russia, and just about how, uh, you know, the nature has has overtaken in the last what thirty years. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where to go from there. No, I, there's nowhere to go. But it's just a cool video. Yeah, Lee. You know how evil straws are. <laughs> I know, bro. Polluting our oceans. All right, so do you want to talk uh, Summer Vacay before we get to your last Vince Clark tune? Yeah, because it'll make, I mean, my last, it's, I'm, I'm going to Erasure. You have to. And it's a party tune, so we can do anything from here. It's good times from here on out, Dave. <laughs> yeah, we're good and sauced. 
good times from here on um, out. Um, so you went to uh, you you laked it, and I and I Gulf of Mexico did. Yes, you beached it, and I laked it. Cause I'm beach tea now. Are you? Didn't we talk about this before? No. Yeah, I'm beach tea. Is this a new thing? No. You've embraced the beach. No, I swear we've talked about this, Dave. I don't remember. We've been doing this for so long. It's we've probably talked about everything. I know. We've been doing it for a year. I know. Have we run out of things? I think we have. Let's we, just. We obviously haven't. Play the song. Because I seem to cut just play the seventy song. million minutes out of every single episode because we <laughs> talked too freaking long. Um, so you went to uh, like. Travis. Yes, I went to the hill country. What made you? Uh, wh- how did you pick this spot? Uh, well, originally the 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 initial plan was to go to Schlitterbahn in New Braunfels, mm. and then researching that and looking at staying on on premise or Airbnb nearby, and thinking about the crowds and thinking about. The fact that my kid is only eight and she probably would not be into that many of the attractions. I'm already going to tell you you've made the, you've made the best decision. Yes. So I ended up uh, finding a, kind of a resort on uh, the west side of Lake Travis. West side! And they had, you know, like a, a couple of different pools and a lazy river. And, uh, you know, there was... Enough stuff on premise that you could hang out there, but then we also took a day and rented a boat and got out on the lake and stuff. So, um, man, people it was, love it, it, a, people love a lazy river. So when you um, when you rent a boat, there's not a dude like you get the boat. Yeah, yeah. It, well, I guess in Texas, as long as you're 24 and you have a state driver's license, you can oh, rent a boat. Oh, for sure. No, no. Doubt you can about rent that. a boat. You can rent a boat. You can drive. A boat. I mean, you I've 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 driven uh, you know a handful of boats in my life, so it wasn't like the yeah. first time that no, I've ever been I, behind I, the wheel I, of a boat. I, I was not thinking for one minute that you haven't driven a boat before. But uh, yeah, it was you know 100 bucks an hour, two hours. Did you find a friend? Did you tie it? No, tie we that? didn't tie a boat to boat, but ah! we. But we did uh, drop anchor by a sandbar and went did a little swimming. Did you cannonball? Uh, no, did not cannonball. Preacher seat? <laughs> no, just kind of s- slid in. Can opener? Slid into the water with my swim diaper. You know, the, the upside down life vest. Yeah, hell yeah. And you put your legs through the armholes. And just kind of... You just kind of float around. there. Just yeah, scoot. just kind of scoot. <laughs> Yeah, it was I good. I love that. When's that country song start? It was great fun. Just scoot. <laughs> Just a scootin'. Yeah, so how was the beach? The beach was good. You know, when we do the... You went to Galveston, correct? We do the same thing every time. Uh, um, Did you save summer? We definitely saved summer. And, uh, boy. Well, let me get to this first. We go to Galveston every time because, you know, pace is seven. So... I have to make sure before we go on the vacay to some place that we're swimming in the ocean because the ocean is so awesome. Right. That she's going to want to swim in the ocean. If we go to St. Whatever and we just swim in the pool the whole time, it's a wasted trip. Right. Don't you think? Yeah, you may as well go to Hurricane Harbor. Exactly. But the last two times, she's really... The ocean is happening. Yeah, because kids are weird. 
uh, you know, they, they may be scared of the surf or they may be scared of jellyfish or whatever, whatever. whatever's in the water or Galveston, whatever, whatever's on the, the floor of the ocean. Galveston doesn't have, there's not a jellyfish worry, at least where we are. There's no jellyfish right. thing. Um, so that's never been a problem. But also Galveston to, for me and Joanna is like our Coney Island, you know, when we skip school in high school. You go to Galveston. You have those memories. Yeah, so we know everything about Galveston. We know the Strand. So it's very easy for us. You get in the car in College Station two hours during Galveston. Right. So it's not a it's not a huge commitment. Yeah, and I I opted for Lake Travis just because coming from Dallas, it's a comfortable three That's out a, three three and a nice half hour trip. drive. Nothing and to it. And I had not been to Austin in a while. Mm-hmm. And we didn't actually go into Austin proper. We kind of, uh, we hit the hula hut sure. on the way out on a Sunday for brunch. Perfect. But um, I had not been to Austin in a long time. And I just, I forgot how much I love it. It's great. It's, I mean, the, the hill country is so beautiful. We saw so many deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the, the... You know the topography, the the trees. Yeah, you stay away water. from the city proper. It's, uh, it's and it's great. growing like crazy. Of course it is. I mean, the, every piece of land is being developed out there, but there's still plenty of wilderness to explore. It's awesome, and it was great. Loved it. You know, we've done the same thing for enough time. Now we're ready. You ready to Airbnb it? We're, Next we're, time, or just no, go no, somewhere no. totally we're ready different. Ready to go to clearer waters. Okay. I think it's time. All right. But you have to make sure. Yeah. Before you make that commitment, right? Yeah. Um, but also, like I said, it reminds us of when we were kids. So right. We, I love Galveston. I felt. I, I know a lot like... of people hate. You know, like they hate on Galveston, the whole thing. I love it. It's great. And I've never stuff. been, but I've heard great things from you, and Junior Miller loves it. He grew up down there. It's great. And I come from a family that's from around Louisiana and Corpus Christi, so we're from around places, you know. Yeah. You, you don't, you're, you're not snobby about the Texas coast. I'm not snobby about the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. But yeah, I I, th- I think we found a place that we will go back to every year. I saw the pictures. I wanna um, I want all the info on that. That looked like yeah, because they because they have different types of. Uh, was it a resort? Yeah, it's a, well, it's it's a master planned community, and they have like a res- they have resort amenities. They have you know like a a clubhouse uh, thing, and then they have like a uh, a pavilion where they serve dinner at night, so you can stay on premise if you want so There's, you rented the boat from the hotel no we had we had to go uh we had to get in the car and go to lakeway marina to to rent the boat lakeway marina but uh no they they have different types of accommodations we stayed in just like uh one of their cabins mm. uh but then they also have like condos and standalone homes and all you know it, it it just depends on how much you want to spend. And there are people that live out there full time. Sure. Uh, but then there are also a lot of investment properties out there as well. Did you do any mud getting? Did not do any mud getting. 
But we did see, uh, like I said, a good number of deer. We saw some uh, some big old fish. Did you feed the deer a little corn? No, but we saw we saw their poop. We saw the deer poop. Did you pick it up? No. But it's weird, you know. It's like they poop raisins. I know. Sons of bitches. It's like how 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 does a big animal produce poop that looks like that? Well, they're dainty. Oh, you have a story. Oh, right. I, I forgot. Just I, I told you. everything I know. just said. We're getting straight to this. Yeah, I told you. Cut to the new. I told you before the pod started off, off the air that I had another uh, Dave vacation fart story. Because when you vacate, well, let's, let's backtrack. So for the podcast, your cat can... Go to the bathroom on the toilet. And yeah, that's great. What, is, what does that have, any, have to do with anything? Well, it no. just does. But I'm just saying we have themes. Okay. And people like to see how that's going. Common threads from that, episode to that episode. That obviously is going great. Now we're on to the um, strange um, fart happening. Uh huh. Yeah, so on vacation, not just normal daily life. So last month I told the story of farting on the train from Paris to London. It still disturbs me. And so, uh, so I feel so sorry for that woman. I know. So go back and listen to the uh, go to oldwaver.com and find the July episode of HT Wow and listen to that story. Do you think you killed her? (laughs) I don't know. I bet she. She might have wanted to kill herself. Um, So. At this uh, resort in Austin, mm-hmm. uh, they have, like I said, a lazy river. Oh. And so uh, there's a point in the lazy river where it kind of splits off into two branches. And so one branch, you can just kind of keep going at your leisurely pace. Or if you go to the left, you go uh, past a couple of waterfalls and then through like a little cave or like an overhang where there's like the waterfall that goes across the entire lazy river. The exciting part of the lazy river. And so uh, uh, my kid was super excited. We uh, talked about uh, let's go full waterfall where that meant that you had to go and dunk your head over or under every stream of water. It's the weekend for school starts. You gotta go all out. So we were going full waterfall every time around. And so, uh, you know, sometimes, and you're so you're in the tube on the lazy river, and sometimes. Shall go double tube? You're single tube. Single tube. Okay. Yeah. And so sometimes you just uh, you just have the the tube or around your armpits. You know, you're just kind of hanging on the tube, and your legs are dangling down. But then sometimes you throw your legs up, and you kind of sit in the tube. <laughs> You know, like you're going down uh, the river, you know? <laughs> we probably have a different tube stance. So you're you're sitting in the inner tube. Mm-hmm. You know, your your bottom is in the, the donut hole and your you're, arms and legs are, are hanging out, you're, right? Your butt full soak. Yeah. And so we're going along and we're about to go full waterfall. And uh, I feel a little gassy. And so... You feel a little gassy before the waterfall. Yeah. Okay. Feel a little gassy. And so I decide to just let fly. I'm, in, I'm outside. I'm... In the lazy river. I'm in the lazy river. I'm not peeing in the lazy river. No, no, no. It's just a fart. Yeah, don't pee in the lazy river. So 
I fart, and then I'm I'm traveling through the the waterfalls. Did it and then jet you away a little faster? No, I'm still I'm I'm going at my lazy river pace. Mm-hmm. I go underneath the the little bridge or the little cave part. Sure. And I come out the other side, and the stench is still lingering. So the authorities have shown up. No, no authorities have shown up. But I, <laughs> as I emerge from the other side what do you of mean? the waterfalls. You're like, you're, hold on a second. So your bottom is in the water. So it, how it, did the stench get to the outside? Well, it's in the water, but barely in the water. And you know how you, when you fart in the pool, it bubbles, and then the bubbles have to come to the surface. I do not know. No bubble. I, I mean, it's air. They it doesn't just dissipate into the water. It has to come to the surface and then and it release stinks up the into the atmosphere. That's yeah, insane. So, so that doesn't make sense. So I come out from the other side of the waterfall, and I have to abandon ship because of the smell. Because of the smell. Because I guess declare. I guess this? I guess farts are heavier than air, so it bubbled up out of the water but like a bong but it stayed inside the center of the inner tube it was just hovering there all around my body right. and and so i just had to tump my it inner tube you in the water i had to tump my inner tube over and just swim away from the stench wow and so were you in like an over uh, overhang of um, what do they call those like at the Playboy Mansion when you're in the, like a grotto? Were you in yeah. a grotto? Yeah, yeah. There's like a, a like a land bridge. I mean, it's all fake rocks, but yes, you go under like a, an overhang, so it's like a grotto. Oh, that's why it stayed. You were at the grotto. Yeah. Well, but it stayed because it was in the middle of the inner tube. No, that doesn't make sense. I don't buy the in. The, you're in I, the you don't believe my theory that farts are heavier than air. No, that's fine, but I don't believe that it stayed in the circle of the inner tube in the water. You weren't in there. The lazy river. You weren't there. So Jeez, I. So I. Like superhuman. So I abandoned ship, and then behind what, what? me are my girlfriend and my daughter. Oh, Jesus, why does she always get hit with that? <laughs> and. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm laughing. I'm like, sorry, I had to abandon ship. I, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to speak to just them and not anyone else around. I said, I'm, I farted in my inner tube. And my girlfriend says, oh my God, that was you? She she was like, I thought there was like uh, it's sulfur coming look, out of the waterfall. She, she has to start walking in front of you in vacations. <laughs> that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. She thought, because it was trapped in the waterfall, she thought that there was like a, a malfunction in the piping. <laughs> Man, she is a keeper. <laughs> no. She, is she hates me so much. Oh, God. Oh, she should hate you. Yeah. She is definitely a keeper, and she has got to start walking in front of you. Yeah. This is yeah. I need Yeah, I need to definitely always bring up the rear. Yeah. So that's the the uh, most recent fart story I wanted to tell Holy you. Holy crap. Because there is a thing. Like, people can stink up the outside, 
But you stunk up the Lindsay River. <laughs> you actually stunk up the Lindsay River. Oh, uh, man, that's good. So erasure. Uh, should we just end it? No, we need to play Erasure. What are you going to play? Because Vince Clark Vince Clark went from Depeche Mode to Yaz to Erasure. Lightning striking three times. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like, um, it is amazing. A lot of people are in bands. Right. They're successful. You don't get in other bands and then... Erasure isn't... Well, it's not, it's not like he uh, like uh, was in Depeche Mode for a long time and then had a solo career. He started he three different bands. bands that were all super successful. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so Erasure starts after uh, Alison Moyet wants to start writing records. I'm, I'm totally making all that up. I don't know if that's the reason why he stopped working with her. So he, he found a dude that sounded kind of like the chick that he was just working with. He put out, and this is what I love about things from the 80s. He put out an ad in the Melody Maker. Right. Didn't they all do that? Like yeah, time? that's how a lot of bands started. That before the internet, awesome people used to just put ads yeah, in the back of the wanted, Melody Maker. Must, and must like vocalist the needed. damned. So this guy, uh, uh, Andy Bell, goes in for this audition, listens to a lot of Alison Moyet, the Communards, right. obviously, and for some reason, Susie and the Banshees. Okay. And he, Vince Clark finds his dude. We played, I played this record so much. It was insane. So I didn't want to, of course, there's the, uh, what's the record after Circus with Chains of Love and everything? That's when everybody oh, knows gosh. Erasure is the big one. Right. Uh, the Innocence was 88, and The Innocence was the one that had Chains of Love and Ship of Fools. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Innocence was the huge one. Yes. Uh, but Circus is the one that set them off. Yeah. And Wonderland had two songs, which I'll get to in a minute, that I went back to. Right. Now I'll make it for you. Um, the live version of that on Two Ring Circus, I got into that first record because of the circus. But here is a song, um, Victim of Love. What it, Do you know that song? I'm sure I will once you play it. Victim of Love, Erasure, HTWOW. It goes just like this.
Does that one bring back any memories for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a... Boy, that was a big high school jam for us. Yeah, like I said, at the time, I was opposed to Erasure because it just... It crossed that line. It was too bubblegum. It was too... Too many girls liked it. It just... It, I, I couldn't justify it in my mind. Yeah, I loved it. Um, but I also... Uh, I hit a moment. I... Um, I think it might have been the Wild Tour. And I... Uh, you know, because I don't mind the... I love the gaiety. I, I love the... You know... Be as crazy as you can. But I remember the spectacle that was happening on stage. I remember thinking, you know, <laughs> this might be too much. <laughs> and, I, and and the spectacle continues to this day because a friend of ours just saw him in Chicago, and they're they're still doing an amazing of course it's stage great. show with yeah. with backup dancers and backup singers and lights and lasers and, and there's no way costume I, changes of course i don't mind it but at the beginning it was pretty simple it was just andy bell and vince and there were some backup singers and then it got a little bit too uh like broadway broadway i, I think there was a point in the show of the last erasure show that i saw that looking at even Vince Clark up there, that he was looking around going, oh my God. Because <laughs> they go grab, I remember Andy Bell going to grab him at the end and they were going to do the Vince Clark, bring him to the front of the stage one time because he's hidden most of the time. Right, he's amongst a, a bank of keyboards. Yeah, yeah. So bringing him to the front of the stage and the look on his face was just like, oh my God. This is insane. And it was a lot of leotards, a lot of pink tutus, and a lot of high kicks. And I thought, you know, I mean, Martin Gore in full leather underwear is one thing. But this might be too much. But. Even for Toby. But even to this day. I love Erasure. There's nothing. Like yeah, I've come it. around. I, I mean, I saw them a couple years ago at House of Blues, and it was great. And I've purchased I, uh, the Circus and I think one other one on vinyl. And uh, it, I mean, there is definitely a place for it in my life, but it's it's down there in the pecking order. <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate it now. I, I my. My teenage masculinity is uh, is not as prevalent now. I can uh, accept things that maybe I was afraid to accept one yeah. time in my life. But you know, they've been putting out stuff pretty consistently since '86. Yeah, and they have, by my count, 18 full-length records. Yeah, and I think he had some health problems for a bit. Andy did, the singer. Right. Um, but there back at they still do things all the time and like of course Vince still does things he had that uh, Vince had a cabin I think they called it the cabin in Maine his studio uh -huh. where he would mix things for people or whatever produce stuff and then he moved back to Brooklyn but I think kept his place in Maine 
but he has a place in Brooklyn where he has all of his synths, and they, I think that that's where uh, him and Martin Gore, they finished that uh, record they did. The VCMG thing. Yeah. Which was pretty, you know, like we were saying before, it's pretty good, but you have to be... You have to be in the mood. It's good house cleaning music. Yeah, you have to be real synthy people to get into that. I, I, I was really hoping when they did that, that Martin was going to, and Vince, they were going to write some pop songs and Martin was going to sing them and it was going to be a record, but it ended up just being an instrumental thing. Right. I don't know. I was kind of hoping for more out of that. And we're still hoping for the original Depeche Mode lineup. Yeah, I don't know that that, that will ever happen. It's we, not like we a can Smiths thing, though. We can keep wishing. I mean, they all obviously get along. Yeah, it's not yeah. Like, like, I don't think that that's Maybe a one-off. Maybe at some point. By the way, just one more time. Cheers. Cheers on the beer, right? We did it. HTWOW, Yacht Rock Saison. Yacht Rock Saison. It actually worked. And we're not sick so far. Oh, God. I want another. And happy one-year anniversary. Happy one-year anniversary. I think we had a good show today. We've had a good year. Uh, thank you to those of you, again, who've made it to the end of an episode. Uh, who knows how long this one will end up being after Toby cuts out <laughs> a b- bunch of our mindless yammering. Yeah, and, uh, and they always end up being... About two hours, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not an optimal podcast time, but, you know, you can break it up into bite-sized chunks on your own time. If you're on a long drive. Sure, yeah. If you have to drive to Lake Travis or Galveston, punch Perfect. us up. Perfect. Punch us up, bro. Punch us up. All right, let's, uh, let's get out of here with a little bit more Just Can't Get Enough. All right, I don't know where this is going to start. But let's just do it, right? Yeah, just see what happens. Hold on, let me cut the bed. Let me cut the sweet bed. Boom. It's getting hotter, it's opening up. And I just can't seem to get enough.
Thank you for making it through another episode. If you've made it this far, you know you're special. Here's to another year of HTWOW and another successful homebrew. We'll talk to you next month. Episode 15 coming your way in September.